the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Coop. Hello and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas. 6.30 a.m. KSLR. I want to welcome you to our Church of the Week feature designed to connect you with pastors and churches in our community. And for the next half hour, I have the privilege of introducing you to one of the pastors at Community Bible Church, Pastor John Coachval Valenzuela. Uh, we want to welcome you to the studio today, Coach. Oh, thanks, Mike. It's, it's great to be here. I appreciate the honor. And just to get to reach all of South Texas, it's fun to do that. Well, we're excited to have you today, and uh, I'm looking forward to spending a a little bit of time with you here today. And we want to hear all about what CBC is doing in in the city of San Antonio and beyond and all of that in just a minute. But before we go there, can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Well, uh, originally, I appreciate the question, Micah. My father's been an evangelist for over 50 years. Wow. Uh, My grandfather was an Assembly of God pastor for 65 years. So I couldn't wow. escape the ministry. No, <laughs> I, no. I got into coaching thinking, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do the church. I don't want to do Bible. I'll go to church. Sure, uh, sure. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's ingrained in you, even if you try to run away from it. So I just want to encourage all the moms and dads who have their kids in church and think, oh, my son's never going to get it, <laughs> or, or my daughter will never get it. They will. Yeah. So for us, with our family, uh, I married Roseanne, who we've been married 19 years. Um, I haven't won a fight yet, and and <laughs> and I've learned not to. Yeah, I've learned when God speaks, He usually speaks through my wife's voice. Uh, and and she's been a very strong and important woman in my life, and just a person in my life. She ministers to me. You know, it's funny. Everybody's always asking the pastor to pastor. Well, my wife pastors to her pastor, and uh, it's great to have that. Um, we've adopted six children. We couldn't have kids, Micah, the Lord. Um, my wife cried every night because she couldn't have children, and we, we didn't understand why, but um, the Lord just brought six children to our lives. And, uh, one In one day, we adopted five. And, wow. And it's, it's the craziest, most ridiculous, most beautiful, amazing thing I've, we've ever done. But the thing I'll tell you, and this kind of ties in a little bit to the, to the Word of God, Adoption looks glamorous on the outside. Oh, we're going to save these kids. We're going to change their lives. Mm-hmm. You adopt not only them, you adopt all their bad habits, all their past history. And sure. the past four or five months, we've struggled with a lot of our children. They have so much anger because they have so much rejection from why didn't my real mom and dad love me? Well, then we apply that to Christ adopting us. And sometimes it's it's too good to be true. You know, it's like mm. he can't love me. Sure. He can't love me. The, he he knows all my bad habits. He, so we it's been a very uh, interesting ride, but 
Um, I've got a 14-year-old daughter. I've got an 11-year-old daughter. I've got, this is the crazy part, four boys in one room. i got a 12-year-old boy, 11-year-old boy, 11-year-old boy, and 8-year-old boy. Wow. And, and the funniest part there is we, uh, we, changed the sheet, we started changing the sheetrock and to, to, you know, taping and floating. <laughs> and after a while, we realized, why are we doing this? Yeah, no point. They're yeah. going to break four it boys. again. Yeah, so they're... when they leave, we'll retape it and there refloat it and paint it. But, you know, that's... That's life. Yeah. And, and that's what we've learned about our ministry. God's given us a ministry through our children mm-hmm. and know that we're not holy. We're just regular people with regular problems. Uh, our kids get mad at us and we get mad at our kids. Sure. But before we go to bed at night, we, we, we pray and trust the Lord and, and just renew our minds. So uh, that's kind of what our family life is like. So that coaching life is kind of taken over where you're trying to field oh. you're trying to field your own team there. Well, I don't know if I'm to trying to on your co- on the court. You got five. <laughs> you're going to get one more boy in there and have you know, a I don't starting know I, five. I don't know if I'm trying to refield you know to to field the team. I will tell you this: sometimes the kids feel like I am coaching them because <laughs> yeah. they'll do push ups and sit ups and run because that's what I did and it, it straightened me out. So there you it, go. it's funny. Well, let, let me ask you about that. Tell us what the correlation is that you see between, you know, uh, in looking at your, your website and everything, uh, getting to know you a little bit. I know that, that you have three main hats that you wear. Mm-hmm. You have, you're a coach, mm-hmm. you're a pastor, and you're a dad. Yeah. T- tell me how the correlation between those three work and how you shift hats without it being too uh, difficult for you. That is possibly the best question I've ever been asked. Um you you only first of all you you got to know who you are, sure. and when you know who you are, you know what to do. Uh, secondly, um, when you know what you want, then it's it's pretty simple to get there. It's just are you going to be persistent and determined and believing and having enough faith to go forward? My, they're all the same, to be honest with you. I I I pastor a church, I pastor a team, and I pastor my home. Right. I, I coach a church, I coach my team, and I and I coach a home. Mm. I, I parent a, a church, I parent a team, and, and, and I parent a home. So they're really all the same. Sometimes you take off the whistle, and sometimes you open the Bible, and sometimes you just sit down and watch TV with your kids. It, it, the, all the skills are the same. Sure. It's just geography. It's really the difference. That's, a, that's really well put, and I, I want to come back there in a minute, but... You know, for those of you that, for those out there that may be listening that don't know you, mm-hmm. uh, let, let's give them a little background on the fact that uh, now you you're pastoring at CBC, mm-hmm. but you're also you've been a, a coach now for years. Yes, it, g- give us kind of the journey from huh. uh, the the sidelines of uh, coaching to the pulpit of preaching. It, it, it's funny you say that. Uh, another reason why I take the term coach instead of pastor. People listen to coaches before they listen to pastors. <laughs> I don't know why. We we say the same things, but when a coach says it, it's like, okay, he's coaching me up. He's wanting me to get better. When a pastor says it, people go, man, he's judging me. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. and it's just a weird, it's a weird dynamic. But um, I was coaching. I, I got in coaching to change kids' lives, um, and I ended up finding out that I was doing more ministry in coaching than I was in church. Absolutely. Uh, it was unbelievable going to the unchurched and there's a lot of kids that are unchurched and, uh, getting to teach them the word of God, even though I wasn't supposed to, you, you still do it. I mean, sure. it's you, who you are. Yeah. You never remove Christ from you. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's your identity. It's who you are. So doing that, I started 
you you know helping kids. We started winning a lot of ball games, but more more than winning games, Mike, it's about winning kids. Mm. And, and and so we were very blessed. I mean, I, I when I had a huge change in my life was when I was mentored by Larry Hill, who's at Smithson Valley. Um, he mentored me and showed me how to coach in a bigger aspect, in a bigger arena. And I, I learned a lot from him. I eventually became uh, the head coach in, in several schools. But, but the, the one place where um, the influence of coaching really exploded was at Madison High School. Um, we, were, we went to the Final Four two years in a row. Uh, one year we beat the best team in the nation. ESPN had Duncanville ranked as the best high school basketball team that's ever come out of the state of Texas. And we're in a tournament, and we're in the finals against them, and we beat them in overtime. Wow! Uh, I was driving home that day, and I thought, Lord, you just changed my life. Mm. And I thought, to be honest with you, okay, you changed my life, and here's how my mind thought. I'm going to go into coaching collegiately. I'm going to go into the coaching realm. Well, that year we were ranked number one in the nation by CBS Sports. ESPN ranked us number five. Man, there were cameras, and there everywhere we turned, there were – there were college coaches all over the place. There was one day I'll never forget. It was 6 a.m. in the morning. We had 6 a.m. practice. There were 22 college coaches in our gym watching our players. Wow. And, and that's when you kind of go, whoa, this is, this is fun. It's real. <laughs> and here's what I found out. We start winning. We're 23-0. and This is after we've, got, we've gone in the Final Four two years in a row. We're 23-0, and and Micah, it's the most miserable time of my life. Wow. And you go, how can – how can it be miserable? You're 23 and 0. You're number one. Well, you can only go down. Yeah, you can't go up. And the other thing, you can't maintain that. And the pressure of trying to be perfect was ridiculous. Man, and it wore me out. The season finished that year. We finished 35 and two. We lose two games in double overtime, both games, and we lose by one point. So imagine playing 37 games and losing by cumulative total of two points in double <laughs> overtime each. Wow. Um, that's when I realized, what am I doing? I'm chasing the wrong thing. The, season, the year finishes, and the team who was number one in the nation, their head coach resigns. It's called Duncanville, and Duncanville offered me the head basketball job. And it's one of the top five jobs in the nation. Sure. I mean, that's where Calipari from Kentucky, Bill Self from Kansas, Roy Williams from North Carolina, they come to that school to mm-hmm. go get the players. And I'm going, this is it. This is the job. Uh, I go up there, interview. They offer me the job. And my, I get home, and my wife says, John, that's great. That's powerful. I'm so happy for you. It's, it's the dream job of your life. Is it what God wants? Oh, can you ask me a different question? Can I tell you how much they're paying me? Uh, and and sure enough, God used Roseanne to help me understand, no, that's that's what I want. Here I am getting ready to go back into this monster of success that you have to maintain it, and now you've got to continue. And if you, you win a state championship, you got to win two, and then two's not right. enough. Then, back to the cycle. That's exactly right. right. What was I doing? Mm-hmm. I turn the job down, and when I turn it down, I hang up the phone, and 10 minutes later, Robert Emmett, the senior pastor from CBC, calls me out of nowhere and says, John, I want to offer you a job. And it was so surreal at that moment. I couldn't believe the timing of that. Mm-hmm. So I called my wife. I said, honey, you're not going to believe this. Um, 
I think I figured out what, what God wants us to do. There you go. So we go over to CBC with Robert, sit down with Robert, and in 15 minutes we start, Robert says, come over, bring the church you started because we just started a church, and we want you to do a Spanish service and come do two services. And that was three years ago. And uh, the Lord has just used coaching to get me into ministry and have all the blessings that we have right now. We're talking to Coach Val here uh, from Community Bible Church. Coach Val, you said something earlier that's that's so important when you uh, were talking about uh, coaching and fathering and all these things being one, Mm -hmm. really. And can you talk to our listeners out there for just a minute and tell them what there's so much of compartmentalizing in our lives Mm -hmm. now where we are someone here and someone else over here and and we at, we have the work mica and we have sure. the pastor mica sure. and we have the dad sure. mica but how do you mesh that stuff together where success permeates your entire life that's a very good question that's another good one um you know mica i never first of all you got to be real yeah i have to run the race god gave me to run i can't run mica's race and for all the people that are listening I can't run Robert's race. I can't run another coach's race. I can't even run the race for my children. I can only run the race that God has given me. Mm. And and when I know what my race is and what my finish line is, I start eliminating things that aren't important. And And what it helps me, and I pray that this can help everyone that's listening in South Texas, the big deal is if you know who you are, I said it earlier, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. And Regardless of what geography or what place I'm in, if I know who I am, I'm not going to listen to what people in work want me to do. I'll do what I'm asked to do as long as I don't compromise who I am. And as long as I don't compromise who I am and who God made me to be, and if I know it's God's will to do this, I can always maintain the integrity of my faith. I can maintain the integrity of the character and that God wants me to be, and that never changes. I can go to another part of the world, and I'll still be who I am. When I get to heaven, God is going to ask me, well, did you become what I wanted you to become? He's not going to ask me, did you become what the church wanted you to become? Did you, come, did you become what your wife wanted you to become? That's good. Were you what I wanted you to be? That's good. That's good. And so many people miss that, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we're not fully engaged in so many areas where we could be engaged. And I'm glad you said that. We're, we're talking with Coach Val from Community Bible. Coach Val, I want to ask you something else. When mm-hmm. you were talking earlier, you talked about touching the lives of so many young people when, yes. when you went into coaching. And, yeah. you know, I think once again, one of the things that we can kind of be uh, cold to or numb to in in our lives is that we're around people all day long that need good news. They need life, and and that's what's packed inside of us sure as believers. Is. Sure. So is. how do you get that out in a in a way that you know, like you said, you're in the public school system. That stuff's not allowed. Right. But you you did it obviously in a way that didn't land you in jail or right. with a lawsuit. So right. how can you how can you uh, mentor some people out there right now and give them a, a sentence or two about how to reach out? And I got to go back to what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount uh, that you're the salt and the light of the world. Uh, and if I'm the salt of the world and I'm the light of the world, I'm the only beacon or beam of light. I'm the only lighthouse in a dark world. So I can't help but shine the light. And when you shine the light people are going to be attracted to that. Um, 
And when you're the salt, you preserve society. We add flavor to society as Christians, and we preserve it. So we have to always be that salt in that light. Uh, and when you know that's what you're to be, then it's easy to do. You, you never want to cross lines that are going to hurt people or, or, or embarrass people. The biggest deal that I would tell people that are listening is reach with love. Uh, too many people reach with truth, and people don't want to hear truth at first. <laughs> That's very true. They know it's like, yeah. man, will you stop? Stop judging me. No, no, no. Reach with love. And after you reach with love, then you can teach with truth. Uh, and then once you do that, the third part for me is is now I want to help people with wisdom. So if I can give love, if I can give truth, and I can give wisdom in that order, then I, I will I – will, God will use me to be a catalyst to change people's lives. You're listening to Coach Val from Community Bible Church. Coach Val, let's shift gears a little bit mm-hmm. here, and I, I want to ask you a question now a little bit about the ministry. And, and mm-hmm. a lot of people out there listening, they're either looking for a church, they haven't found a home church yet, or maybe they haven't found the Lord yet, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they need to get plugged in somewhere. And, and Community Bible Church is, is such a great place. I want to ask you a little bit about Community Bible in the in the aspect of, what do you feel like has been the key to the success that you guys have seen at Community Bible uh, as it relates to reaching the community? Oh, boy, I have to go to our senior pastor. Robert Emmett has an unbelievable vision. His is reach, teach, and help in Jesus' name. Uh, so his whole concept is how do we go out and reach the unchurched? And, and and so we have an unbelievable infrastructure. Robert has done a great job of delegating people to do what they do best. He hires great people to do what they're great at. And he lets he, he lets them coach. He lets them do what they do because it'll attract a lot of people. The best thing Robert has taught us is you don't fish with a fishing pole, you fish with a net. And by fishing with a net, here's what we've got. We've got 11 different services. We've got three different pastors. We've got man, so many different worship styles. So you come in and you listen to the music that attracts your friends. So you bring a friend and go, hey, let's go listen on Thursday night to a college and young adult uh, ministry. And and the music matches the audience. So now they bring in their friends. Or if you want a Spanish service and you love the Spanish music, there's someone where you can go to. If you want the traditional service, there's a place where you can go to. If you want contemporary music, there's a place you can go to. So three pastors, 11, 11 services, that's a net. That's not a fishing pole. Very true. Very true. And you know, a, a lot of churches have mission statements. Uh, you, you mentioned it a little bit there, mm-hmm. uh, or core values that they operate out of. Give, give us a peek into uh, the core values that uh, you, you were talking about it earlier with your team Absolutely. that you coach with, but then also as it relates to ministry and the ministry at CBC. Well, possibly our, our biggest core values in our culture is basically uh, we, we as a staff want to, above all, maintain our integrity. Uh, but the biggest thing, and and Robert talks a lot about this, there has to be a very fine balance between between justice and grace. You know, we're not a church that we're going to be one thousand percent grace, and 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 there has to be some order. If all you have is grace, and and God God has tons of grace, but God also has the other side of He's a just God. So we really want to mirror what God is. So if 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 something is done that's that's not proper within the integrity of, of the staff, we we need to be dealt with, but it's dealt with with love. And if and if all we do is give just law, 
then we're pharisaical and we're just condemning and self-righteous and that's not who we are. But at some point, there's got to be a, a place where we can gather together and come together with integrity and, and another core value is adaptability. We adjust and adapt to whatever there is in front of us. But And then I go back to the same thing. If we can reach with love, if we can teach with truth, and if we can help with wisdom, uh, lives will be changed. So... Tell us a little bit about the culture of Community Bible for someone that uh, maybe they're listening right now. They don't have a church. Hmm. Uh, maybe they've driven past it and thought, what's that mall over there? Right. You know, right. Uh, to, what, what can what can they expect or what what are they uh, what are they going to experience when they walk into Community Bible? They, they will experience, in my opinion, and this is an opinion. Some people will go, well, you know, opinions are opinions. Sure. But in all the churches I've ever been to, I've never met a friendlier church. I've never met a warmer church. The greeters there love you. Uh, you you walk in, and from the moment you leave the car into the parking lot and sit down, you'll get an experience. You'll experience God. You'll experience the love of God. You're not going to experience religion. You're not going to have a guy up on stage uh, that's stuffy. Between Robert, Chris, and myself, we're as real as you're going to get. Uh, I always preach in jeans. You know, I mean, it's a very welcoming, comfortable place for people to come to, Um, for people that are unchurched, for people that are de-churched, for people that are tired of religion, (laughs) come try Jesus. And and if you'll come to CBC, you'll find that and you'll find a community that'll embrace you. And and, and people get so caught up with it's such a big church. I mean, there's we're the 17th largest church in the nation and everyone sees it's so big. But you know what's so funny about that? When we go to a football game. We want a big audience. Yeah. You know, when we go to a huge basketball game or a concert, we, we're never intimidated by a big audience. So when there's a big audience for Jesus, well, why not have a pep rally for Jesus? Sure. And, and that's that's where we're at, and that's what we do. Uh, but more importantly, our, our other thing that we do is we have small group ministry. After a large group celebration, we got a small group ministry where if you can find eight, four, three people you can connect to and be a part of, now you can make the church as small as you want it and go to a place that's big as you want it. And and that's that's where we've seen the huge change in people's lives. That's a that's a great point. Uh you know, it's it's great to be in that pep rally, mm-hmm. but you also have to have that intimacy with some people as well. I, I call it the locker room. You got to have a locker room. You got to have a pep rally, you got to have a game, but you got to have a locker room with your brothers and your sisters. That's good. That's good. Now, a lot of people aren't aware as well at at CBC it's a lot more than just church services. Yes. There there's so many classes and electives. Uh I, I know we can't do it justice in, <laughs> yeah. in even 26 minutes, but, right. uh, but, but just give us a little bit of, of the strategy there. I guess maybe it's that teach part of the yes. vision um, that, that you guys are employing there that, that you've seen a lot of success with. I know even people that are friends yeah. of mine, um, they, they go and, and they've attended some amazing classes and really been helped. Well, And that's the whole deal. We want to we reach the stranger in the huge sanctuary. The big sanctuary is where people walk in and they're strangers, but they come in and they go, wow, this is nice. Well, from that foyer or from that audience, we want to take them into a a locker room per se, or we really want to take them into living rooms where people can come in and start going from becoming strangers to being friends. And that's what small group is all about. And then within that, you can find mentorship. And now you go to someone's house and you go to the kitchen. I don't know about you, but in South Texas, 
when you come to to my kitchen to la oh, yeah. cocina i mean now you family yeah. now now you've gone from a stranger to a friend to now let's break bread and now let's be family and let's be brothers and, and and that's the whole methodology and strategy of what we want to try to do i mean that's what jesus did jesus went to to people's homes Jesus preached less inside the synagogue, Very and he true. preached more outside. He went to where the people were. So for us, we'll preach in the synagogue, or if you were to say in the church, but then we've got people that are all over the city, in homes, all over the place where they can go in and find a group. Right. We're talking to Coach Val from CBC. And Coach Val, uh, in, in our last few minutes here, why, why don't you give some more specifics about uh, the weekly services where people can come and, and be a part, you know, especially even the services where you're speaking um, or, or how they can uh, how can they connect that way uh, in what times? Possibly our biggest service is our online service. Our online service, if you were to go to uh, communitybible.com, you could see where we have some icons where you get online. Um, it, 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 it's an amazing thing. Right now, every week, Robert, Chris, and I preach to 10,000 people online in English. And I preached to 3,000 people in Spanish all across the world. We preach more to the Eastern Hemisphere than we do to the Western Hemisphere through the Amazing. online. Watch this. There's our top 10 cities. With our top 10 cities that listen, watch us online, only two of them are from the Western Hemisphere. The others are from India. The others are from Muslim nations and Hindu nations and communist nations where it's that Christian that the only chance they get to get a church service That's is phenomenal. through online. That is so that is one of our greatest uh, things that we do. But we have, we have on Sundays, we have five services. Chris Emmett does a service at 10 o'clock. I do a service at, at, actually we have six. I do a service at 11 o'clock in English, and I do one at, at 1 o'clock in Spanish. And Robert, Robert actually does two services, so we do have five. He does a 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, all different worship styles. Saturday night, Robert does an English service. Wednesday night, we have a youth service, a big youth service. Thursday night, we have a college service and, you know, young adults. And again, the music matches the audience. So it is just... The music and the message match the the audience. That's it. If you have the music and the message to match the audience, again, you'll you'll fish with a huge net. That's excellent. Well, on behalf of uh, AM630 KSLR... I want to thank you, Coach Val, for being here and representing uh, Community Bible Church. Thank you so much for spending some time with us and letting us get to know you. Mike, on behalf of CBC, I'm just one voice out of thousands. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. Well, we want to invite you to visit Community Bible Church uh, for one of their services. They've got plenty to choose from. And uh, if you didn't get those specific services, visit them on the web at communitybible.com, and you can get all the information there, or you can call them at 210 496-5096, and they're located at 2477 North Loop 1604, just about a mile east of Highway 281. So we want to thank you guys so much for listening today. Coach Val, we want to pray a blessing over you that everything you do would be blessed and prospered, and the Lord would continue to to use you in mighty ways. And uh, thank you for joining us for the Church of the Week feature with with Pastor John, Coach Val Valenzuela. I am Micah Coop. And you are listening to AM 630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM 630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church 
If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.